Welcome to Close the Door and Come Here, a Game of Thrones and a Song of Ice and Fire podcast with heavy leanings towards our two favorite characters, Jamie and Brienne. Hey everyone, I'm Guile. I tweet at Door Podcast, and tonight I'm joined by Clotho. Hi, I'm Clotho, and you can find me at Clotho Spindle on Twitter. And Chicky. Hey, I am Chicky, and I am at the Chickren on Twitter. And one of our very favorite occasional gents, Devin. I'm Devin GD Harpo on Twitter. And tonight we're going to be continuing our series of character-driven episodes with a study of Bran Stark. Um, as always, a spoiler warnings for both all of the Game of Thrones, The Song of Ice and Fire books, as well as the TV show, and um, potentially standard trigger war- standard trigger warnings. That sounds so terrible. Um, trigger trigger warnings for rape in this episode as well. I think. So I wanted to. Um, I was excited to get in to get into um, Bran because he's really one of my favorite characters, but it was actually hard for me to answer kind of our first question, which was, you know, what's your favorite moment for Bran in the story? Oh, God, does Bran have any good moments? It's, that's why it's kind of. (laughs) I love a lot of shit Bran goes through and like his story, like particularly in dance but any one thing he does, like, because I, I thought about this already, I couldn't think of any, like, one thing he does specifically um, that just stood out. Clotho, anything for you? Um, I remember just really liking his chapters and kind of be, you know, obviously shocked when that happened at the beginning. But I, I almost felt like, because I had no clue about the series, I didn't, I felt like he was very central to it. So I was very, I got very attached to him really early mm-hmm. on. And I thought it was maybe going to be him growing. You know, I literally read yeah. nothing about it, so I was like him growing up or something, and centering around him. So I, I just those the appeals thing. me. Okay, that's it. So I have three. <laughs> <laughs> Good. <laughs> and you know, the first one's a really short moment, but I think it's it gets to exactly what you were saying, Clotho. Like reading, you know, reading the story, I you know immediately love Brandon by extension of this moment, love John because it's when they find the dire wolves, and. And, um, you know, John says, hey, there are, you know, there's five, one for every Stark child. Hey, you know, we shouldn't kill him. And Bran has that immediate moment where he, like, never loves John more than he does in that moment. And even though he's, you know, a little boy at this point, he totally understands what John is doing. Like, he's not even counting himself as a ch- child of, of, of Ned um, in order to make, you know, in order to save these direwolf pups that Bran at this point like desperately wants and you know i love that he knows that john is doing that and that just like endeared me to him you know in his very first chapter that is cool and then you know i think when we did our chapter episodes one of my favorite chapters is brand's um i think it's his third chapter in a game of thrones where he is kind of flying with what we assume is blood raven and just you know his his exhilaration and fear and you know childishness but in like the most wholesome way again it is super super endearing and then um, um my third moment is everyone ready to get a little verklempt 
<laughs> no one okay <laughs> and always <laughs> so the, I, I have a passage of, of Bran that I, I oh, wanted to read oh god oh yeah <laughs> it's from it's from A Clash of Kings and it, it's his last chapter and I mean I think um, we all we all know it but it's it's really important I think to him um at the edge of the wolf's wood, Bran turned in his basket for one last glimpse of the castle that had been his life. Wisp of smoke still rose into the gray sky, but no more than might have risen from Winterfell's chimneys on a cold autumn afternoon. Soot stains marked some of the arrow loops, and here and there a crack or a missing merlin could be seen in the curtain wall, but it seemed little enough from this distance. Beyond, the tops of the keeps and towers still stood as they had for hundreds of years, and it was hard to tell that the castle had been sacked and burned at all. The stone is strong, Bran told himself. The roots, of, the roots of the trees go deep, and under the ground the kings of winter sit their thrones. So long as those remained, Winterfell remained. It was not dead, just broken. Like me, he thought, I'm not dead either. <laughs> like, oh, God. I, I actually I can't really that. through that. <laughs> but all that made me think of was Thor Ragnarok when they say... <laughs> and the like, as long as the roots are there, the foundation, <laughs> it'll be fine. <laughs> and then it all blows up. <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> That's all I can think about. You. That's um, but I have a cheat brand moment, I guess. Um, it's Summer when he, when Summer kills the, um, the cat's wall that was sent to kill him. Um, oh, yeah. So, I mean, that's, friend kind of and then he when he wakes up and immediately names names um him summer i really like that yeah i yeah. have like a i have like an overall brand thing which is that i love how he treats theon when theon <laughs> fucking captures winterfell like you know brand just can't take him seriously because he knows him too well you know <laughs> <laughs> i kind of love that about brand they brave yeah <laughs> yeah, I mean, well, he, right, but he actually just is not really afraid of Theon. It's, <laughs> and I mean, Bran is not, I mean, for a little boy going through everything that he's going through, like, he's not that afraid. Like, yeah, it's pretty terrifying when you think of everything that they go through. He's almost sort of matter of fact about it, you know, to some extent. Yeah. So. You know what? What do you what do you love most about Bran? You know, is it his bravery, or is it like that innocence that he has? You know, for much of it, or his resilience? He accepts life as it. You know, I mean, like he has the same. You know, coming to terms with his injury thing that anyone would, but yeah. I feel like most people wouldn't do as well as he does. Yeah. Um, in adjusting and maybe it is because he's so young i don't know but he just kind of like every terrible thing that comes their way he just deals with it yeah um true. which it, resilience i guess brand is pretty resilient yeah i like that because everything that happens he's like well yeah might as i mean this is what's happening and going with it i guess uh, if you think um, about it, all the start really like that about them start kids are pretty solid you know i mean for all that they've gone through, each one of them, they kind of keep it together a lot better than, you know, I'm trying to think if one really, I mean, we don't know about Rickard, but <laughs> he's little. I read something on Twitter today that if, if, if Rickon doesn't eat, try to eat Davos in the next book, what is all of this for? <laughs> <laughs> he could be the he's one that goes, yeah, he, he could be the star kid that, like, completely loses it. <laughs> one of them's got to, right? <laughs> 
Yeah, I mean, you know, when we think of, and I think we'll probably talk about this in an, you know, in our upcoming Theon episode. But you know, when we think about you know keeping your, you know, the importance of having your identity and you know what that means, and you know, at the start, kids, you know, Arya, Arya and Sansa like both definitely deal with that, and you know, Bran, you know, very like very obviously physically yeah. <laughs> deals with that too. Um, and I, you know, I guess we'll, I guess we'll see. Like, is he able to maintain, or is he able to be Bran Stark, or is he destined to, you know, be nothing? Basically, be nothing and everything at the same time. I guess. Kind of sad. Yeah, I mean, it's weird though because I don't really, you know, when we when we see Blood Raven, I mean, I don't really feel like he's not Blood Raven. Yeah, so maybe that's just an interpretation, bad interpretation of, you know. Because, you know, when we show. think about, yeah. yeah, yeah, and when we think about, like, Bran's chapter, you know, in, in A Game of Thrones when he's flying with, with Bloodraven, and you think about the way he interacts with him there, and then you think about the way Bloodraven interacts with Egg in the Mystery Night, it's not that different, you know, it's not like this is a totally separate entity. At <laughs> it should point. be like, 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 what like is the same guy. Are you like on Star Trek? Is it the Dax, where they... they take another one but they still have the other identities like it should be like that like you could still sort of have your own personality but you have memories of other like if if anybody watches Star Trek fun (laughs) (laughs) Um, so is there anything that we hate about Bran hate's a strong term I mean you know obviously Bran is in possession of a great deal of power as a warg and like any kid he's a little bit of a psychopath and capable of some really dark things obviously mm. um it, it's funny Bran is hard, harder and harder for me to like as the books go on I'll just put it that way dance was rough yeah, yeah. i mean you know what he does to Hodor is is oh, horrible gosh. yeah that's yeah. what i was going to say and he- even after he he realizes that Hodor doesn't doesn't want this like like that Hodor is trying to fight him and he still like continues to do it. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a little Tywin esque almost. It's like, well, this is I have to do this. You know, this is what I have to do to achieve X Y Z. And it's like I, mean, I you know yeah. this is something that George struggles with is is that you know sometimes you need these people who can do that. But, you know, at the same time, Bran is so fucking young. I mean, he's just a baby. I mean, he's just a little tiny kid. And mm-hmm. what would he be when he's doing that to Hodor? Like, nine? Oh, yeah. Perhaps. I think so. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's like, you know, kids at that age, their conscience I mean, is not really what foreign. nine-year-old wouldn't do that, you know? Yeah. So, is yeah. he controlling... And then, just refresh my memory, was he... Did they sort of establish in the show that was Bran making Hodor hold the door? Or was it him... He was making him, right? Was that? No, I think no, he was, he was asking. I think he was asking him. Asking him, or like, and then he oh, just did it. okay, so he wasn't. Okay. I mean, if he was making him, if that, then he wouldn't. So it able turns to, out, yeah. that's just horrific. Yeah, because I was thinking yeah. that would be extra horrible because then his whole there's no um, free will. Yeah, that's one right. of those things. It's really frustrating to know we're never gonna get to read. Gosh, I'd like yeah. to know what the real story is supposed to be. Because then that's super sinister. So, then it becomes, you know, like a, what Davos is saying, like, what's the life of one person? Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Whereas if it's, you know, a, a boy accidentally, you know, a boy basically accidentally doing this because he doesn't understand yeah. his power. Yeah. Yeah. 
you know, yeah. it's still awful, but it's, you know, it's understandable. And, you know, I think, you know, when we think about him in dance, obviously we get sort of the, um, you know, the warning tale of Vermeer's six skins in, in the prologue. And, yeah. you know, kind of telling us, like, the rules of warging, and, you know, basically he's breaking all of them. Yeah, and so we know. And, you know, we get Bran, who's sort of, you know, like, testing. I mean, God knows, like, I was watching a couple of little boys this weekend, friends, my friend's sons, and, you know, they're, like, four and three. And, I mean, they are, like, like Rick James. They are habitual line crossers. Like, if there's a rule, their duty in life is to see how far they can take it. And they feel like, you know, that's just the way little kids, you know, that's the way little kids are. So, I mean, I would expect Bran to be like flirting with the edge of, you know, flirting with the edge of the rules, however, you know, however big the rules are. And I guess we'll see or not see as the case may be, (laughs) Um, you know, if he does, you know, how much, you know, he's already, he's already crossed over the line, but is he going to, you know, is he going to get worse? Is he going to do that? Or. Yeah. um, Well, it's the same question. I mean, this comes up a lot throughout the books, though. Little kids are given way more power than any little kid should ever have. Yeah. With no training. Like he had no one to say, Hey, this is what you do. I mean, He's got, you know, Blood Raven. He had Jojen. I mean, he had a couple of. Yeah, of I guess Jojen was a little more moral. At least you'd have sort of maybe some, you know. And look what happens. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like Brand's eating him now. So. <laughs> There's immorality now, Jojen. <laughs> <laughs> guess he wasn't a good enough um, teacher. <laughs> but I think, <laughs> I think if Brand would have had someone that, you know, laid out the specific rules in him like that skin changing another man is an abomination like he wouldn't well it's hard to say if he wouldn't have done it given the yeah. circumstances he would have needed but... like a, a Yoda who had like a stick that could hit him every time he did something wrong you know? <laughs> like, like a Catholic nun basically yeah, or, yeah or a nun would be better <laughs> a sister of the what is this oh god <laughs> silent sister, sister or whatever to like... so now we're beating Bran we're beating him <laughs> <No>. in... <laughs> well I was trying to think of like what Yoda did to make him and he didn't have a stick he would like hit Luke with a stick or am I imagining that I don't know maybe I am Oh God! <laughs> Maybe you should have hit him. Um, so, you know, I think we kind of covered this, but you know, well, actually, you know, what is Brand's biggest mistake? Has he made? You know, has he had enough self determination to make a mistake? That, even? Yeah, that was what I was going to think. Like, does he even have? A, like, it seems like he. If they're stuck in this like loop thing, I mean, I don't know that he had a. That's kind of scary to think about. <laughs> God. I guess he could have like not spied on Jamie and Cersei. No. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But then we wouldn't be here, I guess. There's no story without that happening. Um, what do you think his What do you think his smartest move has been thus far? Wow. In terms of getting to the wall, getting where he needs to be, uh, skin changing in the Hodor. Yeah, yeah. When they're at Queen, what is it, Queen's Crown? Yeah, yeah. And like they're about the double-edged sword of that. Called, yeah. and I mean, yeah. yeah, he has to like that's the only way they don't get caught. I guess John point. was down there, so I mean, mm. uh, yeah, yeah. I guess that that might be a smartest <laughs> move. Um, 
I mean, I, you know, I don't know that he made like some super smart move against Theon. That was really, you know, a group effort to escape to escape. Oh, yeah. It's oh, kind of yeah. hard. To, it's kind of hard to put that on him. Um, I mean, I think, you know, he tried to be a pretty good, like acting Lord of Winterfell for the most part. You know, again, it's not really a move or anything. It's just, yeah. you know, like he he's a smart, you know, he's a smart little kid for, you know, a yeah. nine year old kid like he's, you know above average probably yeah, now yeah, he's like way that. way above average <laughs> um i guess maybe one thing he does is he he kind of a lot of the times he kind of picks the right the right people to stick with or to that's, kind of try to, yeah i mean like the fact the fact that he relies on osha has been a, a really big <laughs> a big factor in his survival you know up to the point where she leaves him and i mean you know some of those things that he, he decides to do like the fact that he you know keeps hodor close and yeah, I mean, he does He does typically have pretty good instincts for people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, he definitely, you know, he puts a lot of trust in, in Sam. Yeah. He, you know, yeah literally, first, and, yeah. you know. And I guess in, in cold hands, and you know, yeah, I mean, maybe he's fortunate and, yeah. that the, a lot of the people he meets are generally, you know. Yeah, maybe it's, maybe it's good fortune, but, you know, like, you know, Mira and Jojen, I mean, like, he just kind of, kind of seems to, you know, suss out who's a good idea to to hang around yeah he has good good instincts like totally unlike his parents <laughs> 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 he's really yeah he's he it's funny you never think of bran on like the practical the practical side of the stark children you know you kind of but actually when you think about it, it's like he's not that you know in terms of like his practical in- interactions with people he's not that far off from Arya, really i mean yeah. In terms of like sussing out people, or you know, yeah. like she's, they're mm-hmm. both pretty solid at that. I mean, Sansa gets there, but she's not. You know, it takes her, it takes her a bit longer. And Rick and yeah. you know, who knows? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, Rick is such a baby. So, do you think that Bran regrets anything? And you know, if so, what? You know, other than maybe you know climbing up that tower. I mean, does anybody specifically remember him regretting anything? That's, that's what I was trying to think. I don't think he ever, like, recalls gre- regretting anything. I think he feels bad for what remember. he's doing for Hoder, or doing to Hoder. Yeah, but I don't know that he'd take it back. Right. I mean, although I'm sitting here going, how many nine-year-olds ever sit around and have regrets about regrets anything? Regrets about anything. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, and that's like, I wish I had all yeah. that. But. Yeah. I mean, he does, I mean, he thinks about, like, if he, you know, his dreams of being a knight and all those things, but that's not really regret for an action he did. That's just, like, yeah, life situation. You know, I can't do X, you know, he's saying I can't do X, Y, and Z. Well, I mean, yeah, that'd be an interesting question, I guess, is, you know, if, do you think that if Bran presented with, you know, here are your choices, you can um, climb up this tower and get thrown off, and this is what's going to happen to you, or you cannot... And you can go south with your, you know, you can go south with your father. Yeah. You know, what would he, you know, given what he knows now, I mean, I feel like, I, I don't know what he would choose. I think he chooses to get thrown off the tower. Off but, the tower, that's what I would want to say. Mm-hmm. But again, he's not. Um, so. But he also, you know, knowing what happens to his family, you know, going yeah. south doesn't seem so awesome. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to think if he was 
there, you know, I guess, actually, I mean, who knows? Like, if he's there, then, you know, Littlefinger's not playing that card to drive a wedge between the Starks and the Lannisters, at least in that way. You know, he'd have like, to do something else. Cycle, yeah, maybe. and Cat doesn't get just completely aggravated by the cat's paw. I, I mean, like, yeah. it, it may so, have been so different. I mean, it's, it's hard to say. I mean, he really would have had to hit Ned over the head with the whole, you know, Joffrey's Jamie's kid thing. Like, he would have had to be increasingly <laughs> obvious about it, I feel like. like. Kind of like in Mean Girls, where they're trying to catch uh, what's her, uh, uh, Regina with her with the guy she's cheating with. <laughs> and they have to just basically tell him, go here. Actually, I think they genuinely just have to actually tell him that, like, go here doesn't even work, so. Um, what do you think of Bran's portrayal in the TV show? I mean, I really like Isaac. I can't imagine anyone else in the role. I can't either, particularly as a kid oh, yeah, when he was younger. Like, yeah. before he, before the season he took off. And then when he came back, I was just kind of like, Ugh. yeah, I've never been clear on what happened there. And I'm, I will remain convinced forever that the showrunners were not happy with him or his representation because, because of the way that they, you know, disappeared him as long as they conceivably could considering that he's Bran and the way that they've treated him since. I mean, I don't, I don't like this thing, this, you know, completely, you know, brandless creature that <laughs> exists yeah, now. Yeah, like oh, Yeah, and I don't think it's what George is going to do. I really don't. Oh. Well, I mean, yeah, the whole point. Of, I don't know. I guess I, I would have a hard time saying the showrunners are doing something specific to Isaac because they basically also gave the same lack of personality yeah. to both, you know, Sophie and Maisie last season. Like none of like, here we have three start kids in Winterfell reunited, and like not a one of them were allowed to like have emotions like they all had to play this emotionless version of, of the start kids which is you know just yeah, so it was awful. yeah that's yeah, too much so to be coincidence there's mm-hmm. no way that three different actors would do the same you know what i mean portray the same right non-feeling right. thing right i mean i think they're yeah it's told choices. to be to be non-feeling which again like okay we've waited seven seasons for this for these kids to be reunited and they're reunited and it's like well you know nope and even worse. Yeah, no, even there worse was nothing. Than, there were no satisfying reunions. The only one was what was that? That was in season six. John and Sansa. That was John yeah. And Sansa. yeah, remotely and satisfying. Like, every one of them wasn't like that. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense to me. It doesn't. And I'm telling you, if the John and Arya one is not <laughs> everything it needs to be, I'm going to be pissed. Yeah, it doesn't make it. Oh my god, it's such a waste. Why do you think I'm not watching? I'm just kidding. It's such a total waste because like I never said I wasn't watching. I know. But yeah, I mean, these are, you know, they were really fortunate in that I think that, you know, they're all like pretty good actors and yeah. how lucky, you know, they're pretty lucky with that. And they all had like and, spicy personalities the first few seasons. You know, they all had their own little. Right. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and I think of like Isaac when um, when Theon's executing Roderick Castle and you know, he's just, like, screaming and sobbing and, like, begging. And it's, like, yeah. it's, it's you know, really good, really effective acting. And, yeah. you know, they kind of took that away from him. And it's yeah. it's just baffling. Yeah, no, it's was- baffling to me that they decided to create, to make all of their characters have no emotions. 
Yeah, I mean, he was so good, though, as a little... For a little kid, he was so good as a little, he was as a little really kid. really good. And, I mean, and the, kid, the kid who played Rickon was actually amazingly good, too, considering how mm-hmm. tiny he was, but... Well, yeah. I mean, they wouldn't even let him talk in Hardly. season five. Like, he literally did not get a single line of dialogue. Well, he's another one I think they were mad at. That's why they... That's the reason... Like, why? How could you be mad at him? He's like, well, because like, he got... Another he was kid. He has, a, he has a little bit of a movie career. Okay. He was getting in some action stuff, so I think he must have messed with the schedule. Or so that's my guess. Oh. But no, I remain convinced <laughs> that they are mad at Isaac. Probably Isaac's representation, not at Isaac. I would imagine because uh, the way that they, what they the fact that they completely pulled Isaac off for season was just bizarre. I mean, that was weird. Yeah, was and weird. then you know they have what was it, Ellie? Is it Ellie Kendrick? Is that the girl who played Mira? And she was yeah. so good, and then oh. just the way she's, like, summarily dismissed in season oh, seven. Oh, gosh. It's like, oh. When, like, why would she go home? Like, like so, she, oh, what the so fuck? Sad. It doesn't make any sense. I know. It's almost, oh. it's almost as, like, the showrunners have, like, two characters that they only really give a shit about. Yes. <laughs> and everybody else is just like, whatever. Yeah. And, well, actually, I would say three. Cersei. Yeah. yeah Cersei, Tyrion yeah, and... Yeah. No, they don't give a shit about Tyrion. Yeah, they don't any. give a shit about him. Anymore. I don't think they give oh, okay. No, it's... Yeah. <laughs> Isn't it funny oh, how they Tyrion too? To go into our Marvel Universe discussion, is there a funnier scene in the movies than Peter Dinklage and Thor in... in oh, we were just watching that yesterday. <laughs> we were just watching that. <laughs> oh. That's the five-second clip I'll show people to like, no, actually, I think you might like this movie. <laughs> Because <laughs> if you don't laugh for this, you're never going to laugh about anything. <laughs> Only if I die. That's what killing you means. <laughs> it's so funny you brought up Thor Ragnarok, though, because I was just watching what we do in the shadows with, you know, Taiko. I watched that a couple nights ago. <laughs> uh, okay. I uh, yeah, I... I mean, Thor Ragnarok, honestly, it's like in the pantheon of great films for me now. Like, I love that movie so much. <laughs> um, so, what do you... I have a, I added a question to our, our list of questions. So, what do you think is going to happen next to Bran, or for Bran, in the story? Whatever it is, I don't think it's good. sums it up. I know that much. Um, yeah, but like to there. pinpoint what exactly I think will happen, I have no clue. Well, I think you know at the end, at the end of dance or in his last. Well, here's actually something interesting. So apparently there was supposed to be a a brand chapter after his last chapter in dance that was going to be included in dance, and it was kept out. So um, you know, I, <laughs> is there any is there any speculation about what that chapter might be? I mean, I guess my my speculation would be. It might have something, you know, probably has something to do with John. So, uh. you know, perhaps he has something, you know, perhaps he has something imminent to do in that storyline. And then it also seems like, obviously, he has something quite imminent in Theon and Asha and, and uh, Stannis' storyline, too. Oh, maybe. Where he's, you know, quote unquote, appeared. You can kind of see him appearing in Theon's chapters. Yeah. Yes, and then yes. into it really. Because what's Brand's last chapter is like the all the visions, right? Yeah, mm-hmm. and yeah. dance. Yeah, that's right. He's yeah, he eats Georgian wheat. Georgian taste. <laughs> 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 then 
has the vision. <laughs> Sorry. But we yeah, have to talk there's about supposed it, but... to be a fourth chapter, and it, it was held out. Okay. Hmm. That's hard to yeah. say. It's yeah. hard to say what it would be. Um, do y'all think he gets out of the cave? Or well, Yes, and I feel I'll, so vindicated because I've been saying that for years. I was like, no, he's not going to become a tree in this cave. Yeah, if he's gonna right. go back to Winterfell, I knew that. And I was like, Thank I God. feel like he is. I always, I feel like he is gonna stay in the cave. <laughs> and I always really not. I mean, like all, everything in his story is pointing to he's going back to Winterfell. And I mean, I guess if like the Hodor thing is true to you know what George said is gonna happen, then yeah, I guess he leaves. Yeah, leaves the yeah. yeah. He ha- you know he does have reason. to leave it then. Yeah. Do you think um, you know? <laughs> like how, I'm going to give you there's infinite actual options for this question but I'm going to give you two options <laughs> so do you think the last chapter POV is from Sam or Bran well, I assume it's got to be Bran I okay. think Bran yeah. uh, I think we open with better. Bran and we yeah. end with Bran if it's from nice. Sam and it's just like him recording the history I'm going to be like fuck this yeah that makes me a little angry I'd rather it be for, yeah. I'd rather it be from Bran. <laughs> well, I could yeah, see. I mean, I could see Bran would ending, be satisfying. Yeah, I mean, I could see you ending with Sam as you know, like as you know, kind of ending a history, and and you know, who knows? Maybe there's a flash forward of a thousand years to Bran. You know, who the hell knows what it is? But I mean, you know, it is, could be. I, I mean, not. I mean, Sam could be writing a history, but you couldn't tie it into the narrative because it's a point of view story. So you can't say, "Oh, Sam was writing everyone's point." You know what I mean? He yeah, unless write, like, yeah, a, like did he just yeah, like yeah, he wouldn't know everybody's like feelings and thoughts. Like that doesn't work for that type of writing. Style. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. I mean, maybe there's a flash forward, and it's you know students like closing their copy of Song of Ice and Fire. It's like the cheesiest version. <laughs> and he has like Sam has a hat with a turtle like, on it, like it's supposed to be version. Yeah, he's, he's Song of Ice and Fire by Master Samuel. <laughs> like, you know, gonna happen. Samuel R. R. Tarly or some shit. <laughs> oh man. But I mean, I feel like I've often felt like if you had to rate what characters are going to be alive at the end of it, I mean, I feel like there's a hundred percent brands alive. Yes. Like he's dead. If he's dead, yes. like yeah. I, I mean, I just can't likely. fathom a scenario where he's dead. What was it all for? Or or like dead. who is or what is it? Yeah, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I've, I've always yeah. thought open with brand, close with brand. Yeah. And I also thought he would be alive. Like, I think he'll be alive. But part of that used to be because I thought he would still be in the tree. And I was like, well, he's not going to die in the tree. So. <laughs> they cut him out and, like, turned but... around in the tree. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, who knows where his conscious his consciousness will be. But I feel like his consciousness exists by the, you know, I guess, at, I guess that's, you know, maybe his body doesn't. But his consciousness somehow does exist at the end of it. Um. Who know? But I mean, we'll never know, and we'll, we'll never, never know. know. <laughs> um, anyone have any any last thoughts on Bran? Other than we love him and want to hug him. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's he's one of my five favorite characters. Um, Do you guys I love think? Bran. Did you think his chapters were boring? I didn't. I didn't. Some of them. Yes. Oh. See, I love yes. his chapters, but. I, I hear, you know, that's one of the, the things you hear about is, you know, the brand chapters are boring, but I guess. I think, other. honestly, that's part of my problem with dance is it's like, I don't want to be in his head. And also I'm 
just not that interested in what's going on. Yeah, I love um, being in his head. And yeah, there. I love his dance chapters. <laughs> like that last damn dance chapter is creepy. Like, I love like, it. You love the creepy stuff. I yeah, don't, I, like, I love, love it. All I, can't that. Do. I love that Vermeer Six Skins chapter that you guys. Oh, had to do too. It's just so good. <laughs> Traumatized <laughs> for that. So, oh, it's awesome. Clapo, um, <laughs> do we have any mail? Yes, we do. We have um, a Gmail from Amy. And it says, hi, ladies, and the occasional gent. Thank you for the hilarity and Jamie Brand love um, love every Tuesday. I'm a huge fan of Naomi Novik. I was reading a question in a Q&A about spinning silver and caught this. Um, in quotations, she says, and I'm writing Game of Thrones fan fiction. Jamie and Brienne! Exclamation point. So she's saying, I swooned, but, I, but I'm a complete fanfic rookie. Any clue where I would even attempt to find her fanfic? I did a quick Google search to no avail. Thought you'd be the best source. Many thanks. And she says, P.S. <laughs> Who's this? I don't... Amy. Her name's Amy. And she says, I'm th- no, 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 oh, the no, no. author. The, clearly, this is an author that she's talking about. Um, I, Naomi I don't Novik? know who that is. I Googled it really quick, and I don't I recognize don't know. her. Um, maybe she's new, um, a <clears throat> new up-and-coming author. Excuse me, if she know. isn't. So <laughs> she looks kind of young. Um, She's forty-five. Oh wow, she <laughs> looks young. Is there? I just see a young picture. Uh, Jeez. Yeah. Maybe I saw. Or she... old. Well, that's. Huh. I'm gonna be so. <laughs> oh my god. You know who it is, Kyle? Do you know who she is? No, I have. I've never heard of the. I've never heard of the author, but you know, I don't read. Oh, um, some of these she does look forty-five. Hi, listen to me. Listen to me, host. <laughs> moderate a podcast about a book but i don't read um she writes she's an avid reader of fantasy literature says but um and uh, i mean like the illustrations and stuff of the books look like i mean they look quite a song of ice and fire-esque but yeah i don't um, high high fantasy writer yeah she's saying there's a secret there's a secret professional author in the the jb secret professional authors in the who've written Jamie so um yeah go to archive of our own is it dot org yeah. yeah that's where that's where most of the fic is right still right yeah and ha- yeah. see that's the thing when was god, this god knows i haven't written anything yeah it's like when was the quote from like when did she write the quote you could maybe pinpoint a time but who knows how long before she'd written it you know yeah and if she, there's no really way really she finished it it's probably one of those damn people that have their have their their stories abandoned <clears throat> oh god yeah that bad um, or, yeah, like, or like the ones hopefully not one of the ones that make the goofus um jamie with the doofy g <laughs> oh, uh, <laughs> ugh, i hate him i hate him so much <laughs> oh, i just god. can't even oh. um well, there are i mean i will you know just oh go ahead no, I was just going to say, I'm assuming if she's a writer, you'd think she'd probably have one of the better ones, but who knows? Yeah. <laughs> there's, you know, like, there's some interesting, I know I still read Jamie, you know, some Jamie Brand fan fiction, and there's some interesting ones out there. Now, I, I can give a couple plugs if people are interested. Like, there's one called, um, there's one called What is Tr- True But Not Ideal on AO3, and it's, um, the the concept is that, Basically, Brienne and Tyrion are like are get to be like close friends, and you know, oh. well before she meets Jamie ever. And it's oh. just it's really, um, you know, the Lannisters are are you know it's you know Tyrion's an artist in it on the side, 
I oh, wait, didn't... is this is this a modern EU? Is that what we're talking it's about? A mo- yeah, it's a modern okay, okay, okay. EU. It's um, it's really quite, it's really well written. Um, okay. it's just a, it's an int- you know, it's an interesting um, it's an interesting plot and one that I haven't seen really before. Um, Do you feel like it's more book like that? I, I can't. I have to stay away from the ones that are based on the show character. Like, not that I um, totally dislike the show character, but like, there's a little edge to it that. Just you I think that's story. what drove me away from reading yes, the they're all based how on much show. it became the show character. Yeah, it's, you know, I would say it's probably pretty book-like. You okay. know, the only the only kind of, well, I mean, Bronn's in it, but he's really not, you know, he's with Tyrion. He's not, you know, Jamie's sidekick or anything yeah, like that. Yeah, yeah, I, um, I don't hate everything show, there's no, but there's like certain Mormon elements. in there or anything like that. Oh, okay. Um, and that one, you know, that one is... It seems like it should be winding down. Like Tisha's now going to be in it, which I, I kind of like. Um, you know, it feels like maybe it's winding down, but it's been you know pretty regularly, um, pretty pretty regularly updated. Okay. There's a yeah, new there's... one that oh. started. It's called The Significant Others. Ned Stark liked, and the ones he learned to love. <laughs> and it's just it's these vignettes of this. It's you know modern with the Stark kids and and hangers on, but then. You know, the concept is that some of them are, like, remembering their past lives and how it, you know, how it's affecting them. So, like, the Rob portrayal is really interesting, just in, like, he remembers what happened to him. And it's, like, now he's, you know, become this person that's very determined to, like, not place himself in that position. So, oh, you know, very driftless. And it's just kind of an interesting um, – It's again, it's it's very well written, and it's just kind of a, a little bit different, more – interesting take on things um okay. i don't know for me at this point it's like i read jamie goes north and like out I'm like, <laughs> it could be the greatest thing in the world but i'm like i i don't care i don't want to read the, that story anymore <laughs> i can't <laughs> oh yeah sorry <laughs> um any other mail um oh i did there was one little ps on that mail that i wanted this is this yeah this is our this is our only mail for that we got for this episode um, and she says P.S. I'm thinking of commissioning some Benioff and Weiss voodoo dolls for season 8 they should suffer <laughs> oh. <laughs> she could make some money off of those yes because hair and no hair thing would be like really successful oh, I mean I'm not a huge fan of theirs but I'm I'm grateful that they're giving us an ending to this fucking story so I can't be that mad at them right now. <laughs> yeah, like in a couple like in two months it'll be over won't it yeah. Yep. I guess we'll have to see how we feel oh, after they, how they handle Jamie and Brian. We'll have to see how we feel after that. <laughs> I mean, and just even how they handle that, you know? Because I mean, it's like I care about Everything. them, but I care about the whole story too, you know? Yeah. So, do we know who wrote? So. Um, sort of got on a tangent. Do we know who who wrote the episodes that they might bang in? Do we know that? It's yet? known, it's but known. I don't know. <laughs> I think oh, that they bang in. Isn't it Cogman? Oh fuck off! Is it really? <laughs> if, Finally, I don't know. No, if it's th- if it's the third episode, I don't think it is. I okay. think that's Benioff okay. and Weiss. Oh, thank God! Okay. I'd way rather have them write it than okay. anyone else. Quite frankly, yeah. I think they've written our shippiest shit. For the okay. Show, so. Okay. Well, hey, that's that's something. And I mean, how much writing can it take? <laughs> <laughs> right. God, I mean, why are we more just like giving us enough content and not like fading to black? Yeah, no dialogue necessary. Yeah, they wrote all of them except the first two. Okay. Okay. Dave Hill wrote episode one, and Cogman did episode two. 
Okay, oh, okay. okay. Thank God. Okay, as long so as it's not safe. Cogman. Okay. I don't know why the JB fandom thinks Cogman is our friend. He is not. They think he wrote. They think he wrote. Oh, the good parts of Kiss by Fire, but actually George R. R. Martin. <laughs> <That was bored. laughs> That's awesome. So, I mean, yeah. Plus, I still think it's hilarious how he would, like, intermittently, like, quit and rejoin Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. Is he back or <laughs> is he gone? Or <laughs> I don't think he's, no, I think he's gone. Don't but, yeah, it. he was looking for adoration and, and did not get it. <laughs> he didn't get it at all. <laughs> no. Nope. Um. So I think we're gonna we're gonna wrap it up, but I would encourage all of you to uh, send us send us mail. You can reach us at closethedoorend at gmail dot com. Find us on Twitter at door podcast or on Tumblr at close the door and come. I'm here, and you can listen to us on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean. You can also become our Patreon and receive special benefits like early episodes. And with that, I'm closing the door. Out.